Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. So one thing we can take note of here, if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down, is when it comes to your purpose, and this might be different from what's, what some people might have been expecting here from a message like this on purpose, here, here's what it is, is, is that our primary purpose, guys, is to be in an intimate relationship with a Jesus Christ. Glory to God. <laughs> You see, before you can really think about, hey, you know, God, what do you want me to do? I'm submitting to you, friend. Let's focus on the relationship first. You see, because the very essence of this abundant life that Jesus came to give is to know God, is relationship. You see, you can be in church all your life and not have a personal one-on-one relationship with Jesus, guys. There's people going to church and they're never actually spending any quiet time alone with God uh, when they're not in church. You see, I want you to really see that God wants us to have this intimate relationship that where the first thing in the morning when you get up is your, your first words are to Him. You say, thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, uh, that you've already made available to me what I need today. Thank you, Lord, for your favor. Thank you, Lord, for your love. You see, all throughout the day, you start talking to him. You start asking him and you start uh, saying, Lord, I need you to, 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 to help me here with my business. Lord, I need you to, to uh, teach me, Lord, how to be a father, how to be a mother. I need you to teach me how to be a husband. I need you to teach me how to be a wife, Lord. I need you to teach me how to do what you're calling me to do. It's a relationship where we're always looking to him as the stronger vessel. And I want you to hear this now, guys, that the fruit of the Christian life, the fruit of the Christian life, that's the promises of God for your life, that is the fruit of the Spirit. And so all of these fruits, all of the promises, all of the added things, guys, they flow out of an intimate, personal, one-on-one relationship with a Jesus. Everybody say out loud, it's all about the relationship. It's really all about the relationship, you see. And in this relationship, guys, again, you're looking to him as the stronger vessel. And then what you want to realize also is that it's a relationship where God is always with you. He's never distant. He's never far off. In fact, no matter where you are right now, he is with you. He is right there where you are. If you are born again, he's not only with you, he is in you. Look at St. John chapter 14. Uh, verse uh, verses 17 through 20. St. John chapter 14, verses uh, 17 through 20. It's the relationship, guys, and there's no distance in this relationship. Sometimes, you know, we kind of go by how we feel, and so you may think, well, Alex, God is with me when I can feel His presence. Maybe we have a powerful experience in worship, which is awesome. I love worship, guys. I love praise and worship. But God is not only with you. I want you to catch that uh, during praise and worship. You see, God is with you all of the time. He's with you all of the time. It has nothing to do with how you feel in your emotions. You know, you can be in a dark place emotionally, and He's right there. You know, He's just waiting for you to turn to Him uh, so that He, glory to God, uh, can lift you up in that moment of darkness. Look what He says in St. John chapter uh, 14, verse 17. 
he says in verse 17, talking about the Holy Spirit, he says, He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. And so the Holy Spirit who is with you and in you, He leads you into all truth. And notice what He says, The world cannot receive Him because it isn't looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him, but you know Him because He lives with you now and later will be in you. Now, in context, he's talking to the disciples. This was before Jesus uh, died on the cross and was risen again. And so, he was saying, he will be in you, meaning after I'm raised from the dead, and, uh, you know, the, the, the salvation is available. People can get born again, basically. He will be in you. Now, what I want you to notice is, is, is really kind of like this, 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 this truth of, of, of unity, of, of unity. In other words, when we talk about the Holy Spirit being with us, guys, and, and this is like something where you kind of really kind of have to hear this now with your heart and, and, and ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding and revelation because it's not going to make sense to your mind. Because guys, how many know it's one God and three persons? One God and three functions. In other words, one God functioning as the Father, functioning as the Son, Jesus, functioning as the Holy Spirit. And I want you to see now how Jesus and the Father are with you through the Holy Spirit. This is awesome. Notice verse 18. Remember, this is Jesus speaking. He says, No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you, says Jesus. Verse 19. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. Now, what is he talking about here, guys? <laughs> he says the world no longer sees him, but we can see him Speaking of believers, well, how does that work? Well, the world doesn't see him. Why? Well, because, guys, how many know Jesus is not physically in the world right now, right? And so the world stopped seeing him physically 2,000 years ago, but you and I, he says, we can see him. And so there's a different kind of seeing that he's speaking of here. And he says, since I live, you also will live. And now look at verse 20. Verse 20 says, when I am raised to life again, you will know that I, Jesus, am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And so he's talking about seeing. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's, praise God. He's talking about seeing, and he's talking about knowing in a way that is beyond the intellect, that's beyond the realm of your five senses. And so he's talking about discerning, spiritual discernment, discerning, his presence in your life. And notice what he says. He says, Jesus is in the Father, and you are in Jesus, who is in the Father. You, right now, are in Jesus, who is in the Father. And then he goes on to say, he goes on to say, and Jesus is in us. Jesus, who is in the Father, is in us. Now, <laughs> what I want you to see here is, this is unity. You see, when the Bible says you are united to Christ, he's talking about in the Spirit. He's talking about that you are spiritually united to Jesus through the Holy Spirit, and you're also united to the Father through the Holy Spirit. Read it again. He says, you will know that Jesus, who is in the Father, is in us, and we are in Jesus, who is in the Father, and glory to God. And so what does that mean, friend? It means that he's right where you are. It means that there's no distance, there's no separation, you see. Now you say, well, Alex, uh, it doesn't feel like that to me. Well, again, friend, you want to get off of, of how you feel and you want to understand 
that he's right there with you. Now, this is crucial because this, guys, has to be the starting point for us living in what God wants to do in our lives. We got to understand, you know, it's no longer, there's no longer this thing where I got to try to be right with God. No, through Jesus, through his finished work on the cross, he is right where I am. He is in me. He is with me. And what he wants to do now, glory to God. Remember his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of grace is at work on the inside of us. And so if we will let him, what he is going to do, he's going to lead us. He's going to guide us guys into what he is calling us to do. Are you guys picking up what I'm putting down here this morning? Praise God. And so, and so it starts with our union with a God. I want to show you one more scripture that, uh, that uh, the Apostle Paul, um, where he was saying kind of like how everything for the Apostle Paul was about his union with Jesus. Philippians chapter 3, verses uh, 7 through 9. Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 9. Today I just want to show you a lot of scriptures, guys, and, and really just kind of get these scriptures to you, and I want you to really meditate on these. <laughs> this is kind of like your homework assignment. I want you to really kind of meditate on, on these scriptures, and I want you to realize it is about knowing God. It's about knowing God. It's about the relationship. Everybody say, it's all about the relationship. Praise God. Look at what Paul said here in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. He said, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Stop right there. He's talking about the things that he had achieved before uh, when he was a Pharisee, when he was uh, living under the law, when it was about, you know, what he could do. <laughs> you see, uh, now for us guys, what this is, 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 is achievements. You know, maybe it's status, maybe it's, it's recognition, you know, maybe it's, it's stuff like that. And, and notice what, what Paul was saying. He says, I once thought that these things, the things that I can do or achieve in the world, that these were valuable, but now I consider them worthless. Why? Because of what Christ has done. He says in verse 8, yes, everything else is worthless when compared, glory to God, guys, listen to this, with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else. Notice what he says, counting it as garbage <laughs> so that I might gain Christ. And so notice, guys, this is about having everything in proper perspective. It's the relationship first. And I submit to you guys, this is something that has to happen when you are yielding to him every single day, the Holy Spirit works on the inside of you and he becomes so real to you that, man, it's like no matter what's, what's going on in my life, I know I'm going to be okay. <laughs> Guys, you know, I finally got to this point in my own life and it took me a very long time to where I'm now just, um, man, it's about the relationship. It's just, Lord, I want what you want for me. <laughs> You know, it's, 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 there's a place and it comes in, you know, for, you know, God is going to give you a vision. God is going to give you something that you want to do. But it's almost like, you know, when, when the relationship is the primary thing, what happens is, man, you're just going to have peace. It's no longer about, man, I got to do this thing or otherwise, you know, uh, I'm going to fail. <laughs> you know, no, no. The relationship comes first. Everything else flows out of that relationship. Paul goes on to say in verse 9, and, and he says, he was saying, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. It's about unity, guys. 
It's about unity. You know, the Old Covenant, the Law of Moses, was all about being separate and apart from God. Why? Because in the Old Covenant, there was separation because of sin. Glory to God. How many of you know, guys, that Jesus took care of the sin issue 2,000 years ago, and as a result of what Jesus has done, you are no longer separate and apart from God. He is in you. He is with you. And your purpose begins with you understanding your unity with Him. He says, I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. He's my righteousness. Faith, guys, remember, is dependence on Him. I depend on Him. I depend on Jesus. I have a confident trust in His goodness and in His love. And He says, for God's way of making us right with Himself depends on faith. It depends on faith. It's no longer about our works. Everybody say it's all about the relationship. It's all about the relationship, guys. It is the relationship with Jesus that has to be our starting point. Divine alignment, aligning with God's purposes for our lives, begins with a Jesus. I submit to you, if you are in Christ, you've already taken the first step towards aligning with what God wants to do in your life. And now, what, what, what do we do? Remember, we were sharing with you a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Bible says the same way that you began your life as a believer, that's how you're going to live your life as a believer. And so it's not suddenly about, okay, now it's about my self-effort. Well, well, Alex, i got to struggle to do, this, do these things. No, it's about I'm going to continue to trust in Him. I'm going to continue to depend on Him. Amen? Glory be to God. Everybody say, once again, it's about the relationship, man. <laughs> I want you to really catch this here today, man. I want you to really just kind of get this. Now, now here's what I want to do. I, wanna, I want us to look at now how do we actually develop this relationship. Now, you, you know, you understand what we're saying. It's about the relationship. And now you say, well, Alex, well, how do I practically go about doing this? I mean, how do I uh, develop my relationship with Jesus? Uh, how, how can I know that I'm in a strong relationship with Him? And so, what can we do to develop our relationship with Him? Guys, there's very simple things we can do, which is just uh, quiet time, which is, you know, you spend time with Him every day. You get into His Word. Uh, you listen for what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. And something I do a lot lately, guys, is you just talk to Him. <laughs> You know, you just have a conversation with him, and uh, it's pretty awesome, you know. Uh, you're walking down the street, you're just talking to him. Someone says, what are you doing? You're talking to yourself? Uh, oh, you know, I'm just talking to my, to my, to my unseen partner, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, you just talk to him. You just recognize he's there. Uh, you know, thank you, Lord. And you don't always have to even, you know, sometimes we think we got to just say things out loud. I want you to understand, God knows the thoughts of your heart. Uh, you can talk to him, you know, in, 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 the, in the silence of your own heart, and he's going to get you. He's going to hear you. You see, and so it's talking. It's it's how do you develop a relationship? It's it's the same way that you develop any relationship. That's how you develop your relationship with a Jesus. Now, there's some keys here that I think, however, are very important that I want to focus in on here today. Is that how do I develop my relationship with Jesus? It is by understanding His unmerited favor. That's His grace. And by understanding, watch this now, guys, his unconditional love. I submit to you, if you are having trouble with having a strong relationship with Jesus, or you sometimes feel distant, it's not because he's ever distant, guys. He's never, you know, he's always with you. But oftentimes what happens is 
we will grow distant whenever we don't understand the grace of God, guys, and the unconditional love of God. Now, what do I mean? I mean that the grace of God is the unmerited favor of God. And so, in other words, God is not dealing with you based on your uh, performance. You see, but any time that you think he's dealing with you based on your performance, what that's going to do is it's going to create a sense of distance. Now, he's never, he's never distant. He's always with you. But if you think you've got to, you know, perform to be right with God and you miss it, well, then you're going to feel distant from him. You know, it's like when I shared last week, sometimes people say, well, Alex, if I, if I want God to be with me, I've got to make sure I'm in his will for my life. Uh, Alex, if I'm not in the will of God for my life, he's not going to fellowship with me. Guys, that is so wrong. <laughs> I want you to understand that is so wrong. That is performance-based. Maybe that's what it feels like for you, but guys, since when did we live by our feelings? <laughs> okay? God is never distant. He's always with you. No matter, you, you know, you, you could do, there's nothing that you could ever do <laughs> that would make God leave you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so, in other words, he's always with you. So, you got to understand his unmerited favor. And equally important, I believe, guys, and this is what I want to spend the remainder of this message on, is you got to understand his unconditional love. Because there's a lot of people who believe that God's love is condition-based. Well, God, God loves me when I perform right. Or Alex, you know, God loves me when I'm doing all the right things. If I'm not doing the right things, man, God's angry with me. <laughs> Alex, you know, the Lord sure is not pleased with me. He's angry. You know, there's some extreme versions of this where people say, man, you know, the wrath of God is on my life now because I, I did this thing, dude, you know. And <laughs> I want you to understand that is not, that's incorrect. And what that does is it's going to give you an incorrect picture of God. Catch this now, friend. It is extremely important for us that we have the right concept of God. you got to have the right concept of God. Why? Because your perception of God is going to determine your ability to receive from God. Now, God never changes, but if I have this perception of this old covenant image of a God where, you know, he's dealing with me based on my performance, and because I'm not performing correctly, he's angry, well, I submit to you, that's when you're going to have difficulty receiving what he wants to do in your life. A lot of times people don't believe in healing or that God wants you to prosper. And I, I truly believe, guys, that the reason for that is condemnation. You know, you still think that God is condemning you. I want you to understand God's love is unconditional. It's unconditional. And that love of God is expressed in and through the finished works of Jesus Christ on the cross. Now, I want to show you the scriptures here. Uh, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. And I'm going to prove everything I'm saying to you guys from the Bible. <laughs> Praise God. Because I want you to understand that what we are teaching is Scripture. Because oftentimes religion has painted kind of a distorted and even confusing picture of God sometimes. I mean, there's... I mean, guys, if you have people who are standing with picket fences outside of whatever, Disney or wherever, and they're saying, you know, repent, or, or you're going to hell, you know, turn or burn, you know, that, that kind of thing. Well, guys, A, that's going to give the people who don't know God, this is going to give them a, a wrong impression of God. It's definitely not going to draw them to Him. And B, I would submit those people who do that, they may be well-meaning, but I submit to you, they have the wrong impression of God. They have a wrong concept of God. 
You see, the Bible says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. It's not the wrath of God that's going to lead anybody to repentance. It's the goodness of God. Now, notice what he says here in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. And for time's sake, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Translation because I really love how the Amplified Bible uh, amps it up. Uh, praise God. And I want you to really take this in. Really listen to this now, friend. He says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4. Notice this now, and you're going to see that the motivation... God's motivation for sending Jesus into the world was his love. Notice what he says. But God, so rich is he in his mercy. Stop right there. Guys, God is rich in mercy. Somebody needs to hear this here today. God is rich in mercy. No matter the mistakes you have made, no matter uh, uh, the, 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 the mess you may have made in the past, God is rich in mercy. And he says, be, I love this, he says, because of, and in order to, watch this guys, satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. I'll read it again. Because of, and in order to satisfy, God had to satisfy his love, guys. Uh, he had to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love which with he loved us. That's you and me. You want to personalize it. That is you. That is me. In fact, it's the whole world, guys. He says in verse 5, even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses. Now, I want you to notice what this, what this is saying. He's saying that even when we were dead in sin, God loved us. God didn't start to love you when you got born again. God actually loved you this entire time. And so this is why God had a divine design for your life long before you got born again, because he loved you. Because he's always loved you, you see. And he says, he says, even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship, there's the relationship again. And in union with Christ, there's the union with Christ again. And watch this. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace, notice how he defines grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve. We did not deserve it. He gave it to us anyway, that you are saved. And he says, delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. And so his grace is his unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and blessing. You see, God is good to you, not because you earned it or deserved it. No, God is good because God is good. You see, the world system is based on performance. In other words, the world says, man, Alex, if you want to see some good, you got to deserve it. You got to earn it. You got to deserve it, you see? And so people try to bring that same performance-based mentality when it comes to God, to their relationship with God, but it's his unearned, undeserved favor and blessing. Child of God, I will tell you, you will be set free the very moment you have a revelation of his grace. Glory to God when you understand that he's not giving you what you deserve. No, he's giving you his unmerited, unearned, undeserved glory to God, favor and a blessing, you see. And his grace, guys, the Bible says, it's, it's, it's the abundant, it's the super abounding grace of God, you see see? And so, it's the grace of God, it's the goodness of God, it's the love of God, guys. It's the favor of God that draws people to Him, and it was His motivation for sending Jesus into the world, you see. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace 
Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.